Ready? Okay. Crazy. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Taco with Chaco. My name is Ashley Chaco, as you probably already know, because you're probably my family or friend. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of this podcast because it's it's been a long time in the making. And um, I'm really excited to be actually sitting down and making this um, for the 10 people that are listening. <laughs> the reason that I've wanted to make this as it, it literally I started working on the idea of Taco with Chaco since like November of 20. Actually, no, that's that's a lie. January, <laughs> I think around January of uh, 2021 and, um, the past six months have not been easy. Um, I did record the entire podcast, um, episode one and two. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll get, I'll get to the details of that later, but, but, um, yeah, this is, uh, I'm hoping this turns into something that I can be really proud of and something that I really want to commit to forever. But, even on top of that, like, I've been thinking about doing a podcast for, like, the past five, six years because in high school, I was like, oh, yeah, I love to talk about everything. And in my class that I was in in high school, I was, like, with this group of friends that were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's make a podcast together for our high school and for everyone to listen to. And we had a really cool name and we thought we were really cool kids. Obviously, in hindsight, I know – we were losers, <laughs> or at least I was. <laughs> so yeah, that didn't happen. But I was like, I want to make a podcast. And now I'm doing this. I'm sitting down and doing this as something for me because I personally, number one, have a passion for talking about things and all things regarding like pop culture and drama and scandals and everything that's kind of happening in and like celebrity culture. <laughs> That's something that I really like talking about, which is so stupid. And I know that, but I enjoy it. Um, and usually I go to my friends and I tell them, oh my God, did you hear what happened with XYZ? And they'll be like, ooh, how crazy. And then I'll go to my other friend and be like, hey, did you hear the same exact thing? And they'll be like, wow. Um, and so this is kind of my way of just doing it all at once, you know? And on top of that, this whole show is kind of a way for me to have, you know, one of those interactions with my friends and show all of my other friends. Um, so that's the basis of this show is every single episode I will have a different guest um, for us to talk about uh, pop culture and what's trending on Twitter and um, scandals in the world. And so 
uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the goal for me right now is for this to be a safe space <laughs> for all of us, for you listening, for the person I talk to, and for me to talk about all the tea and gossip we ever wanted to talk about. So that's what we're going to do. Um, so this episode is kind of just like an introduction for me um, to show you what this whole podcast is going to be like in some sense. I think um, in many ways it's going to be different because I'm going to have someone to talk to and to make banter with, I suppose. And in that way it'll be different. But I think I've, I wanted to have one episode where I just sit down and be transparent with everyone. Um, so <laughs> I want, first of all, to explain the setbacks <laughs> that happened. So initially, I did record episode one in March or February or something. I think it was in March. And, you know, I was proud of it. I fully edited it. And I was like, yes. But my goal was when I released the podcast to have uh, this an introductory episode done and the second episode with a special guest which I'm not going to tell you right now but I know who the special guest is and um, those two episodes would go out at the same time that was my goal obviously I was stupid <laughs> I overestimated my ability a little bit uh, I will I'll admit it um, I can admit my faults I uh, I mean, I started while I was in school and while a lot of other things ha were happening. And so I finished the podcast. And first of all, the, the second episode had probably the most te technical difficulties that could have possibly happened. And uh, editing it was like the worst series of events of my life. <laughs> um, and then also like... I mean, March and April were, like, not the best months for me. Um, did kind of go through it. And editing just did not – especially editing that episode did not feel like the thing that I wanted to be doing with my life. Um, so then April ended and it did kind of feel like everything I talked about in those two episodes were so outdated. And if I put them out, then it would just be like, oh. Why are you doing this at this point? Um, so I decided, okay, I'll redo it. Um, and then I put it off for a really long time. Um, but I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of happy I did. Because if I go back to the first episode, I feel like some of it felt disingenuous. I, th I think that's the word. Yeah. Like it didn't feel real genuine to me and it kind of felt a little artificial and I want this to just be like a chill, like sit back, just real me conversation that I put out into the internet for people to grab, you know? Um, so this episode, I kind of want to talk about some of the things that I talked about in the old episode one uh, that I'm never releasing and kind of give you an update on those situations because it's been a really long time um, and a lot of things have happened since then. So let's get into it. Um, that was the sound of my Red Bull. <laughs> Little ASMR action for you. 
Okay, so I'm going to talk about some of the things that I talked about in the old podcast, specifically the Joshua Bassett and Olivia Rodrigo drama. Um, I would say this is 90%. (laughs) Maybe 90 is a little too generous, but I would say 90% of the reason that I wanted to make a podcast in the first place to talk about this because, my God, does this have a billion and one layers. So, first of all, let me just give you the backstory and the rundown if you lived under a rock and you didn't know anything about this. Uh, I mean, since I <laughs> since I, I put out the first, or I made the first episode, she has blown up a sensation. Um, but we'll get to that in a bit. Backstory. So, Joshua Bassett and Olivia Rodrigo were on a series called High School Musical, the musical, the series, on Disney+. Plus. Check it out. Season 2 just came out. Um... But they basically were the two main characters and they had a lot of on-screen chemistry. And then people started to realize, wait a second, they have a lot of off-screen chemistry as well. They hung out all the time. There were videos and they like looked at each other a certain way, like, oh, I think I'm in love with you kind of way, you know? I've never experienced that, but like I imagine that's the look that they had and so they hung out a lot off camera and one of the things that they did because uh this girl was 16 uh without a license is he taught her how to drive in the parking lot of an in and out um he was 19 at the time and she was 16 when they met which i think did sketch a lot of people out and we're like um this feels a little wrong Maybe you should not be pursuing a minor. Um, And so, (laughs) obviously, they never came forward about the relationship because of their age or because of something else. Who knows? But they did not come forward about their relationship. Come February of 2021, Olivia Rodrigo puts out a song called Driver's License, um, where she's singing about how she got her driver's license like they always talked about. And um, she was driving through the suburbs crying about how he wasn't around, right? Um, Everyone and their mother, including me, assumed (laughs) that she's talking about Joshua Bassett in this. Because, I mean, she very publicly stated that they practiced driving a lot together. So obviously people jumped to conclusions. Um, they also had this whole thing during quarantine, like beginning of quarantine, where both of them would like challenged each other to write a song a day. And, um, they started posting it on their Instagrams. A lot of the lyrics felt like they were talking about their relationship with each other, which obviously, I mean, that can just be a conclusion that everyone jumps to because that's what people were hoping for. But it did kind of feel that way. And I'm saying that as a third-party person, I do feel like they were talking about each other. Um, And I did back then, too. Another thing about their Instagrams, though, is that they put the parental lock on it and they each had each other's passwords. So Joshua Bassett was only allowed to be on his Instagram for 30 minutes at a time because of the parental lock and Olivia Rodrigo had the password. Eventually they both forgot the passwords. So then that was a whole thing. 
Um, but like, I wouldn't do that with just any friend. I kind of maybe with my like friends that are girls, but I feel like ooh, it, it 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 kind of feels like romantic or something at that point. Um, but yeah, so that was the thing that was also leading people to believe that they were in a relationship at the time. Fast forward a little to October of 2020. I think a little bit before October, uh, Joshua Bassett was cited at a restaurant, was seen at a restaurant with Sabrina Carpenter a little, a little after, a little later, a little more, <laughs> a little more than a month after she had broken up with her uh, boyfriend at the time, Griffin Gluck or something like that. <laughs> I don't think it's Gluck. Maybe G-Luck? I don't know. Maybe it's Griffin Luck and his middle initials G. I don't know. They broke up and then she was seen with Joshua Bassett and she was 20 at the time and he was 19. Uh, so it I th actually think she was 19 at the time. It made a little bit more sense um, for them to be dating, but everybody was like, well, I thought you were with Olivia. So why are you hanging out with her? And then in October, Halloween time of 2020, Joshua Bassett and Sabrina Carpenter posted a whole bunch of TikToks together of them in a couple's costume of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And that's when everyone was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, this isn't just a platonic friendship uh, in any way, shape, or form. Um, so then I think that's when the breakup rumors started to spark. Um, now, <laughs> after driver's license uh, was released, two days later... Joshua Bassett was in the hospital for reasons at the time unknown. People just knew he was he had suffered some kind of um, medical issue. And so he was in the hospital for that. But then he released his song, Lie, 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 which pe people felt was a response to driver's license. Um, naturally, I don't think it was. I don't think he wrote the song with the intention of responding to driver's license. But I think the timing of it all felt a little bit convenient um and felt like a publicity stunt uh but beyond that i think the most interesting part of it all was not a part of it all but an interesting part of this specific instance was um sabrina carpenter's and i will say it was a response um skin which was the song she put out, I think, two weeks after Driver's License was released. And obviously, she got a bunch of listens. She, I think it, w it was probably her most listened to song, I think, is what I heard. Um, but I feel like that was mostly because it was pertaining to the drama of the Driver's License stuff. And I, I, that's no hate to, like, her talent or anything. I think Sabrina Carpenter is quite talented. Um, but I don't think that she would have gotten there on her own because I don't think this song was that good. And it kind of felt, I think this is what the internet felt like, especially TikTok. My TikTok for you page uh, everywhere, it was like, mm, you know, Olivia's song was all about, oh, I miss my mans. Um, and I'm really, I'm really jealous of that blonde girl. Oh, I didn't mention this, but in Driver's License, um, there was a mention of you're probably with that blonde girl. Um, obviously with everything that had happened, um, previous to driver's license being released, uh, the obvious <laughs> blonde girl was Sabrina Carpenter. And so I think people started jumping on that train and getting 
kind of toxic towards Sabrina and Josh. So they have every right to release a response song, but Sabrina's response song felt um, more, less of what Olivia Rodrigo was singing about, like the, oh, I miss my mans. And it was more of, yeah, you miss your mans. Well, he's all up on me. Uh, how you feel about that? I know you're jealous. Yeah, you wish you were me. <laughs> Not a good look. Kind of feels like Mean Girls, um, which is ironic because Sabrina Carpenter was on Mean Girls on Broadway um, for a very small amount of time because of COVID, but still, she was. Fast forward to now. (laughs) Olivia Rodrigo's album Sour debuted in May, and it performed insanely well. Since dropping Driver's License, the month after that, I think it was the month after that, or it was in April, she released Deja Vu, which did fairly well. Not as great as Driver's License, but it did well. And then um, she, like the month after that, uh, released Good For You. And that did really well because everyone felt like it had like an Avril Lavigne feel, a modern day Avril Lavigne. Um, And who doesn't like that? I mean, I don't think Avril Lavigne was my time, but I think she's cool and whatnot. People are also saying um, she gives off Haley Williams of Paramore, which I could see potentially. So, yeah, that's what what, um, the conversation was after Good For You was released. Um, And then the Sour album came out, all three of those songs being on the Sour album. um, And, I mean... I will say, like, I think a lot of the Sour album was about the about a breakup, a post-breakup song, um, except for, I would say, three, um, which would be, well, maybe it was four. I think it was three, um, which would be Brutal, Jealousy, Jealousy, and Hope You're Okay. Uh, Hope You're Okay, I think, was, like, one of my favorites, but... Yeah, those were the three songs that I think everyone felt was a little less, was not post-breakup and fit the theme of Sour in a very different way. Um, But I think the songs that had everyone talking were, number one, Favorite Crime, um, and number two being Traitor, probably, um favorite crime the reason everyone was talking about it was because it kind of screams oh you were 19 when i was 16 this was wrong everyone told me it was wrong but um i loved you so much that i would have done anything for you and people were screaming oh feels like grooming josh bassett did you groom her um and then Trader, I think the, the the lines that people were talking about were like, you didn't cheat, but you're still a traitor because I think what people were thinking was, oh, they didn't date, but they definitely were into each other like that. But because of the age, maybe he said he was going to wait for her. He didn't. And then he went to Sabrina Carpenter. And so technically he didn't cheat, but yeah it felt like it (laughs) it felt like he did betray her um so those were kind of the the things that everybody was talking about um I think the entire sour album as a whole has kind of shown the world first of all like 
her marketing team is remarkable. And I, I think she's very, very, very talented. But I think I feel like a lot of the publicity surrounding her and um, the way that her marketing team has built publicity for the album has really helped her out. Like, I think she uh, just recently she had dropped uh, Sour Prom, which was like her performing um, like in one take a whole bunch of songs from the album. Uh, one of them was a medley of her songs um, of like Deja Vu and Happier. I think she she made a mashup of that. And it was like her going to prom, but it was like not really actually her going to prom. I don't know if that makes sense. But <laughs> um, but because of COVID, she hasn't really had a live performance in front of people. So people don't know really how she's going to be received in a concert setting. She had a live performance on SNL um, or two, actually. One of them has been one that people have been clowning her for, which I don't really feel like is right. Um, because I think a lot of the reason that she sounded like, I feel like most, for the most part, she was like really good. Um, but I think it was also like one of her first real life performances. It was on SNL. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on that. And I think she was nervous and she was also out of breath because she was jumping down a lot, up, up and down a lot. She was jumping up and down a lot. Um, but I think for the most part, she was, like, really good. Um, and I don't, pe don't think peop uh, a lot of people gave her enough credit for it. But um, in recent news, she was spotted with a man who is likely her boyfriend from the way that he was holding her waist. Uh, Adam Faze is the name. And he is 24. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get deja vu for real, for real? My God, why is she going after all these old men? I feel like I, as a 20-year-old woman, would feel a little bit uncomfortable dating a 24-year-old man for many reasons. One of them being that that's literally how old my sister is, and I feel like she's light years older than me. But I guess if, like, that's what Olivia's into, then, like, go off, I suppose. It does feel like every single day there's a new thing that comes to light about this whole situation. We can go through a couple. For one, recently Joshua Bassett just um, said that he, after driver's license release, the two days later when he was in the hospital, he was suffering from heart failure. And uh, he had a 30% chance chance of living. And so while everyone was sending him death threats, that's what he was going through. So that sounds awful. Number two, uh, Joshua Bassett, in an interview, um, came out um, as queer. He didn't really label his sexuality yet, but he said he's not really straight. Um, so that was something <laughs> that people, um, especially on TikTok, really took and ran with. Um, also, I think that this was something that I was like, ooh, I feel like I know some type of stuff there was a as as many of you probably know high school musical the musical i mean high school musical the musical the series uh season two came out recently and um one of the things that people noticed was that in um when you play jealousy jealousy on spotify there is a like animation thing where you're scrolling through Instagram and there are three pictures that pop up and it's like Olivia Rodrigo crying 
um, one of the pictures, you can see her in, like, a little pink shirt, um, and she's crying, and she's, like, her tongue's out. She's, like, posing for the picture or whatever, right? Um, and people noticed after High School Musical, the musical, the series came out that um, she's wearing that outfit in one of the episodes. So they're like, okay, what happened in this episode? And it, I, I did not watch the series season two yet, unfortunately, but it was because she was with Joshua Bassett in that scene. Um, so I'm assuming that she had difficulty filming this season two. So that's sad to hear, but also uh, I know I've seen clips and it seems like season two is lacking a lot of chemistry. And I'm assuming it's because they were lacking chemistry because of the whole breakup. So um, I know they try and support each other in their careers, but I know that at the beginning when she was releasing music, Joshua Bassett was sitting there posting on um, his Instagram story acting like it wasn't about him, but she hasn't said anything about his music. Um, so, T. Anyways, back on the topic of things that I talked about in episode one that I should update you on. That you, I mean, it's not like you ever heard the old episode one, so I don't know why I'm, like, acting like, <laughs> hey, look what's happened since then. Well, <clears throat> in the old episode one, I talked about, uh, this youtube channel called 2020 vision that people had discovered um in like february of 2020 or of 2021 they found out about it and this youtube channel um posted videos from like 2017 predicting celebrity debts and like when they were gonna die and it was like seven second videos it was just the name and the date which is kind of scary um, I mean, I think a little bit more than kind of, but, um, they, 2020 Vision predicted deaths in 2020, such as Kobe Bryant, um, and Chadwick Boseman, and, um, because the videos were posted in 2017, everybody was like, wait a second, did they actually predict this? Um, because I don't, personally, I'm not, I'm not exactly super well-versed in how YouTube works, but I don't think I can travel to the past. Um, so everybody was like, okay, well, I want to see if this is real because now there was, or at the time when I recorded, there was a 2021 vision on YouTube, um, that made other predictions. Um, and one of the ones that I was like, let's test it out to see if it's actually real was, um, Tyga was supposed to die March 12th. He didn't. <laughs> um therefore um i think we can all settle on the fact that th it is fake um they it also predicted deaths like kanye and kim and donald trump which obviously haven't happened um but speaking of kanye and kim one of the other things that i talked about was the kimye divorce which at the time was like a big thing um, because there was also, like, Jeffree Star drama involved in it, which I will get into. But right now, none of it seems surprising. But basically, at the time, the whole meme was that, um, Jeffree Star and, uh, Kanye West were hooking up, which is obviously <laughs> so far from the truth. But this girl on TikTok, uh, made a video saying that, oh, everybody in the industry knows that 
Kanye and Jeffree Star together because they like live in the same neighborhood. Uh, and so everyone thought that, yeah, oh yeah, that makes so much sense that they're hooking up. And she came back like two weeks later and was like, huh, I just said all of that for clout because people are crazy, I guess. That's, <laughs> that's why she did it. But I mean, on the topic of that, uh, he already started dating someone else, um, which I think is kind of crazy considering he was with this woman for I don't know how many years and then started dating someone like for not even four months later, three months later. Um, she's a model. I think people are kind of upsetty spaghetti because they're like, well, if Kim was dating someone right now, everybody and their mother would be so mad at her. Um, I don't know why I decided everybody and their mother was something that I wanted to say five times in this podcast, but here we are. <laughs> Other things that I talked about. Okay, this is something that was so minute, but the day that I recorded the podcast last time was it was trending on Twitter, and I wanted to talk about it for personal reasons and for personal gain. But uh, Lucy Hale um, and the Jughead's dad in Riverdale – um, Skeeter Ulrich is his real name, um, because his parents hated him. Um, they were spotted, um, kissing and I think they're still together. No word about them breaking up, but they're still together. And I'm pretty sure they met because of her relation to the Riverdale franchise. She was on a show called Katie Keene that got canceled after one season because I'm sure it sucked, even though Riverdale also sucks and it's not being canceled. I don't know. Um, but they were seen together and the reason that I felt so passionate about talking about this is because their 20 year age difference really gave me false hope about me and my mans and I won't even mention his name because if I do see him in the future and he hears this podcast, he cannot know that I simped after him for my entire life. I'm going to play it off like, oh, we never, we, I didn't even know you like that. Oh, we just like fell in love in the moment. Oh yeah. So, um, y'all, the real ones out there know who I'm talking about, but hey, if you're listening, anyways, <laughs> we do have a 20 year age difference, but Apparently, it works out for some people. So, yeah, that's basically majority of what I talked about in episode one of the last podcast. Um, and a lot of things have happened since then. I mean, a lot of things that I feel like need to be part of the podcast. For one, the royal family is racist. Um, surprises no one. Chris Harrison is also a racist. Uh, <laughs> and Matt James is a racist sympathizer. So there's that. Um, in episode two with the special guest that you guys will find out about later, Matt, we, we talked about, uh, the bachelor, the Matt James season. Um, and, uh, since then it's obviously wrapped up and Katie season has started, but, um, we kind of recapped what, what had happened, um, in that time. And, um, since then he has gone back to Rachel Kirkconnell. Um, the whole drama surrounding uh, that was that Rachel Kirkconnell is a racist. Um, and in, I think, 2018, she – or 2016. I think it was 2018, though. She went to um, an Annabellum-themed uh, party. She – there were, like, photos that were released of her dressed up as a Native American. So she was um, – at the end of of – 
his season, she was the person that he ended up with or that he chose. But then when those things came to light, he broke up with her. Um, and I use that term loosely, the term breakup, because God knows if he actually did. I don't think he did. Kind of. I don't know. Um, he claims he did. Um, but then like, I would, I would say like two months after the show wrapped, um, like after it was finished airing, um, they were seen together again. But then there were also rumors that he was also seeing somebody else at the same time. And he, and, and like before he started his season, he was seeing her and he wanted her to be on the season and she wasn't on the season. So then he started seeing her alongside Rachel, but it doesn't matter anyway anymore because he is now publicly with Rachel. So, I mean, I guess good for him. Um, and now Katie's season starting. I mean, it started we're a couple episodes in already, but, um, I'm not really excited about it. I'm not like, I'm not like the biggest Katie fan. I also don't think that they really tried super hard for her. I don't think production tried super hard for her, but I think it was because they were mad because they asked her if Chris Harrison could, um, return for her season. She said no. And now he's never returning because, uh, the public didn't want him because, he sympathized with uh, Rachel's situation, and obviously it came across as racist, um, and understandably so. Um, so Katie sees in Tasha and Caitlin are hosting. Um, I do like them a lot. I like Tasha a lot, so I don't mind it. Um, but speaking of terrible reality TV competition shows... Um, Too Hot to Handle Season 2 has hit Netflix, and I will say I enjoyed Season 2 more than Season 1 for different reasons. I, I don't like anyone. I mean, okay, well, I liked people on Season 1 more than I like people on Season 2, but I think Season 2 is great entertainment. That That's, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't seen it. If you want to consider seeing it um and if you're into like terrible tv i would definitely recommend going to watch it i won't spoil who wins but i will say i wasn't really happy with it and finding out everything that has happened um since the show finished um reaffirms my beliefs that the wrong person won um and i i think maybe perhaps i'll go into more detail in episode two if that's something that i feel like i want to do but i feel like right now it's a little too fresh for um like for me to be able to spoil it you know but lastly i think this is kind of like my whole thing that i want to talk about a lot more in depth is um kind of just the mcu as a whole because i when i was recording the first episode i had a conversation about wandavision because at the time wandavision was airing so i think first of all i need to address the big thing that's happening for all mcu fans right now and that would, and I, I would, I wouldn't just restrict that to MCU fans. I would say for like everyone, um, <laughs> what's the trending news right now is that Zendaya and Tom Holland were spotted making out. 
what? <laughs> um, they have been denying that there is a romance between them for so many years. Um, they're the two, if you, you weren't aware, they're, they're the two, they're two main characters in the, uh, current Spider-Mans. Uh, Tom Holland is the current Spider-Man, Zendaya is the current MJ. Um, and I mean, I, I always thought it would have been wrong if they didn't start an off-screen romance, because I mean, um, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield had one, and Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst had one, um, so it's only natural that the next Spider-Man and um, his love interest would end up having an off-screen romance, and I've been waiting for it, and it's finally happened. They haven't confirmed it but i feel like mm, if you're making out in your car um and you're a celebrity i feel like you must know what's gonna happen at some point right i mean when she was dating jacob elordi elordi um uh, they they were kissing in public i feel like that was like i don't know something about that kind of screamed like publicity stunt to me maybe i'm just a skeptic as they say but i did feel like something about that was screaming fake <laughs> i don't know something something they were maybe it was just because there were two very attractive people who were together and it just it felt like too um perfect <laughs> too good to be true i don't know but yes they are they were seen together making out obviously people are jumping to conclusions i included um with the new spider-man coming out um no way home i think a lot of people are kind of like okay well this would make sense as well um but also when i recorded the first episode the first time um it was, like, the day after they had the whole, like, fake um, teasing of the movie title. Um, and so there was, like, um, the the fake titles, like, Phone Home, Home Wrecker, Home Slice. I thought uh, it was funny. And so I, I had mentioned it in when I recorded the first one. But I thought the really interesting thing was this TikTok that I saw that was addressing all of those fake names and how it coincided with different um, – the, the different – uh, Spider-Mans. As much as I, I think the TikTok was just for fun, um, I think, I'm hoping that in the next Spider-Man, like, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are coming back to reprise their roles because the multiverse opens up. And, okay, I know, wow, what a long shot that would be. And I know Andrew Garfield literally went in an interview and Emma Stone also went in an interview to say, hey, we're not in the movie, but I just feel like they are. They can't not. And I, I hope if they bring back those two and they have this open Spider-Verse, I hope they have a Miles Morales because I love him as Spider-Man and I think he's a great Spider-Man. Um, but I know it's, it's a long shot, so we'll see. Um, especially like, okay, so like the, the whole thing was that, um, Andrew, Andrew Garfield was seen, um, on the set of Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man in his, uh, costume. Then also there was a post that Tom Holland had where he was like, um, if you know what happened today, like we made history or something like that, or like it was like one of the biggest moments in my career or something like that. Obviously that was like. That, that was the day that people spotted Andrew Garfield on set. And with the skepticism of the, the like, multiverse coming in, I think um, Into the Spider-Verse got people talking about 
that being a non-animated version. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm hoping for it too. I think a lot of people are thinking that um, since uh, the Scarlet Witch or, or Wanda is going to be in the new Doctor Strange, that Doctor Strange movie is going to really get into the details um, into uh, the multiverse and it opening and somehow that's going to play into the Spider-Verse, right? So I'm really excited to see how that plays out because I know Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone both said, like, we're not in that movie. But I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, eh. Also, Tom Holland had a whole thing where he was like, he was in an interview from Far From Home. It was like a press press interview after Far From Home. They're like, oh, is there any world where like you and Tobey Maguire and um, Andrew Garfield will all be in the same movie? And Tom Holland got so nervous. And we know he can't keep secrets. So like, I feel like that's the reason he got nervous because it is going to happen and he knew. Um, but... I don't know. We'll see. But I do want to talk about WandaVision because that is the, the whole reason that I was talking about it in the first step when I recorded the first episode to begin with. But WandaVision, like watching it completely. And when I was when I had talked about it the first time, I was like halfway through it. Obviously, I finished it. And I think it was um, a genuine work of art. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a friend ask me the other day if I because I'm currently watching Loki as Loki's currently airing and I can't tell you if I, I she asked me if if I thought Loki was better than WandaVision and at the time I was like no um I do think that now I'm on the fence about it but WandaVision I think had so many layers and complexities that I really enjoyed because it was like you sit there and you dissect every single thing because um the MCU wants you to feel crazy about certain things and be like oh here's an easter egg that we're putting right in front of your face so that you feel stupid later um <laughs> that's so aggressive and for what but <laughs> literally that's how I feel um, and I think it was great. I think there's a lot of things, uh, if you didn't finish WandaVision, stop listening right now and go watch. Um, like, I think, uh, the new vision that they created that doesn't have, um, an infinity stone in his head. Um, <laughs> I think since he got all of, um, Vision's memories, I think he's gonna make a comeback. I, at least that's what I'm hoping. Oh, I heard a rumor, or like, I think there's something in the works of that oh my god what is his name he's an fbi agent right and he he was in he was in the ant-man movies and he was in now in wandavision and he's so funny oh my god i love him and they said they're gonna they're considering making a series uh, like an x-files type series surrounding him because he's like on all these like um avengers type cases and he gets to see a lot of different things and a lot of like Oh, you know, I don't know. I would just love to see that. So if there is a TV show with him, I'm here for it. Because um, Phase 4 is in full effect right now. So, like, I, I don't even know what Phase five, 5 would look like. But um, right now we're in a Loki. And then we get another Hulk and uh, Black Widow movies. So that'll be exciting. I'm excited about Black Widow because I really want to see um, Nat's backstory. Because obviously she doesn't get any future oh. <laughs> so yeah um that was my thoughts Th those are my thoughts on wandavision but i do want to talk about the falcon and the winter winter soldier because i think as much as i wasn't really like into the show itself independently 
I mean, I, I am like I, I I enjoyed the show. I don't want I don't want to take away from that. But I think like when you're putting it side by side with Loki and with WandaVision, I just I feel like the reason that it was necessary was because I think a lot of people needed to see why Sam was the one who needed to take on Captain America um, and carry on his legacy. Because I think a lot of people after Endgame were really upset that it was him and not Bucky. Um, just because Bucky knew Steve for longer, I don't think that means that he um, needs to be the one who carries on the torch for him. I think in uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you see a lot of instances as to why, like, Sam was the one who was the better fit for it. Um, because, I mean, what I love about Captain America in the first place is, like, it's about his heart. It's about nothing more than, like, the heart that he has, right? Um, and it kind of upset me to see anybody taking on that legacy, but I guess if there was someone, it would be Sam. Um, so I guess that's why I'm not super upset about it. What the f*** is that? Oh, it's my setting spray! Oh my god! <laughs> Literally, I have been looking for my Urban Decay All-Nighter setting spray for like five months now. And I just found it because it was sitting in this little crevice. Oh my god. Okay, anyways, sorry. I didn't mean to get that off track, but wow. <laughs> okay, so now that I found my setting spray. Um... But yes, I think the Falcon and the Winter Soldier brought in a lot of conversations that I think needed to be had. Um, and I think would make the fan base be like, okay, yes, this was the right decision. Um, and they had a really good conversation about race because they were like talking about what it is like for a black man to be America's hero. Um, and I think it was a really good conversation. Um a lot of things that I and I also think that a lot of people needed to see what it was like in the wrong hands to have the polar opposite to hate somebody having um, the legacy of Captain America and just to like <laughs> desperately just want anyone to take that away from him. So then obviously if it wasn't John Walker. Um, people were going to be happy with it being Sam. So um, now we started Loki. Um, and I think um, Loki as a series is kind of amazing. Um, and, and and the best thing, <laughs> I, I've always, I, I mean, I haven't liked Loki in uh, the ways that I think a lot of people that I see on my For You page love him. Because um, I just don't mess with Tom Hiddleston like that. Um, but some people do, and I, you know, I get, like, liking Loki. I think there's a lot of complexity to his character as a whole, and I think they explore that in this. But, my God, um, Mobius, a.k.a. Owen Wilson, as he's known in real life, is, oh, my God, I just, like, love him <laughs> and Loki together. It's so adorable. Um, but, yes, you should definitely check out Loki. Um... It was going to – there's, a, like, a lot of theories on TikTok and other places about what certain things in Loki mean, like what the TVA is, where the TVA is. Um, people think that the new uh, Ant-Man is going to have a 
lot of explanations about the TVA and um, certain things that really aren't explained in Loki thus far, uh, the, the Quantumania um, Ant-Man. So I would say definitely watch Loki. I feel like there's going to be a lot of things that are like necessary to the explanation of everything that's happening in the MCU as a whole. It was, so Loki, the show, was probably going to be my um, answer to this segment, but I kind of wanted to make it its own little conversation. <clears throat> but basically, uh, every episode I want to have a little moment where I talk about my my obsession for the episode, for the time being, what my obsession is. And I don't, I don't really know what to call it. Please give me suggestions. Right now I'm kind of tossing between a couple things. Um, what I want to talk about in these segments, let me, let me give you a rundown. I want to talk about, um, you know, my favorite show of the week, um, a, re- a song that I'm really, really enjoying right now, a artist that I'm really, really enjoying right now. Um, so just something that I've been obsessed with in terms of like pop culture or like um, things that are happening in today, right? Um, right now. My whole thing is oh, oh also yes please send me send me title suggestions for what you think I should call this segment um, that's going to be at the end of every episode. Um, I was thinking there 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 could be like like Chaco's um, um, corner. I don't know. <laughs> Ashley's obsessions. <laughs> Ashley's obsessions feels dull to me. I mean, you guys can tell me if you think it's, like, crazy creative. I don't think anyone's going to be thinking that because, like, really? Ashley's obsessions? Come on. Um, I love a little bit of alliteration. I love a little bit of rhyming, as you can see with the title of this whole thing. Um, but, yeah, just send me suggestions. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts and input. Right now, I'm just calling it my episodely obsession <laughs> episodely obsession i hate it um anyway my this week this episode i'm going to talk about manifest ha ha, ha. i watched this entire series oh, okay not entire series these two seasons that are on netflix right now in the span of a week because I really enjoyed it, y'all. However, if I if I like take a step back and really look at it, I'm like, mm, it probably isn't like the best show in the world. It probably doesn't have the, like the best cinematography or like the best actors in the world, except that that one dude from Once Upon a Time is in it, um, Prince Charming from Once Upon a Time. Yeah, I know. But I think I, I think I really like the plotline. It gives like kind of like lost but different. Um, and I loved Lost. I watched that when I, I was way too young to be watching it and loved it. Um, so maybe that's why I love it so much, but I definitely recommend, uh, oh, here's one thing. There's this one, um, Indian, she's, ba- she's not a main character, but she was like, she's like a, a big character and she's like, oh my God, she's a doctor and she's so smart, girl boss moment. Um, but it's cool to see representation, um, in a show like that. Um, and so I think maybe that also made me a little bit biased because like, "Mm, I don't get this a lot, so I'm going to love this because I want to. Um, speaking of representation, sorry, this is just a little rambling moment. Never have I ever season two's coming out. I'm not super excited about it because I really hated the main character, um, season one, which was really upsetting because obviously I want to love her because she's like 
my representation on screen, right? But I did not love her. And I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I didn't like the way I was being represented. represented. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Going back to the conversation about Manifest. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I still have to watch season three. Probably on some illegal, sketchy website that's going to give my laptop some viruses. But I'll do it. I'll do it for the sake of um, my well-being. Um, but yeah... I, I highly recommend it. It was seasons one and t two were, um, I would give it a seven out of 10. Maybe, yeah, seven out of 10, maybe 7.5, realistically speaking. But that's kind of all I have for this episode. Um, I do want to try and do this fairly regularly. I mean, I have the summer to be doing it, so I really don't have an excuse to not. So I want to put out as much content as I can, but at the same time, I don't want to reuse, like, stories or anything like that. Like, I want to have, like, new stuff to talk about every week, and I can't do that if it's, like, so close together that nothing's happened. And it's been an uneventful week in terms of drama and scandals and things. So... I'm going to end it here. Okay, I just wanted to take a quick second to uh, thank a few people. Um, this is future Ashley speaking. While I was editing, I was like, oh, I need to put this in there. So I shoved myself in my closet and that is why I'm whispering. And this is like a weird ASMR thing. But yeah, I'm shoved in my closet at like 2 a.m. So yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to some people. First of all, the Duty Clan. Um, for giving me the initial motivation to like do this um, because it was just an idea in my head that I threw out there and you guys were like yeah and then gave me the name of the podcast so thank you guys so much for that um, also all my friends who continue to motivate me um, to do this I appreciate you and making me feel like I was a hoot and a half because god knows I'm not but you guys made me feel very important and feel like I could do this. So thank you for that. Um, also, big thank you to Shruti Namputiri um, for making the wonderful cover art that you might have seen when you opened the podcast. Um, she's very talented and very amazing because she's an artiste. So thank you so much, Shruti, for doing that. Um, I feel like there are other people that I need to thank. Oh, my parents. <laughs> really bad um yeah love my parents <laughs> uh thank you for um encouraging me um to do this really stupid thing that i just want to do for fun that took a lot of my time and effort for god knows why but yeah i really appreciate everything that you guys have done for me in this entire process yeah um and thank you to all the future guests that are gonna come on the podcast don't know who you are all exactly but Thank you. Okay, now ASMR Ashley is out. Um, I hope you guys listen to episode two when it does come out. Don't know when that will be with my very special guest, who I'll give you a hint is um, uh, <laughs> loves animals. <laughs> a great one that's a great one because who doesn't love animals so yeah that's gonna be my uh special guest for episode two um watch out for that it's gonna be great um i hope to see you there i hope this was something that you enjoyed and want to have more of because you will hopefully be getting more of it um i'll catch you on the flippity flop and i will see you guys at a later date bye